Hi, and welcome to the White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show. My name is Josh Bashinsky, and I'm here all alone, all by myself. Clinton was supposed to join us today, but uh, his power has been fluctuating on and off, so I don't know if he's gone or if he's doing Black Hat things. Who knows what he's doing? So I'm going to just start to hang out because I have another meeting I have to go to, so I'm going to start the show today. And uh, just be me and the dinosaurs. It'll just be me, just like the old SEO hangouts uh, I used to do, uh, where I would ramble all by myself, you know, all by myself, just like the song goes. So uh, if you're watching the show for the first time, this is a show about white hat and black hat SEO. Sometimes we debate what is better, white hat and black hat SEO. Sometimes, all the time, actually, we give the best SEO tips, the best SEO experiences, the best SEO experiments, the best uh, SEO leaks out of Google for both white hat and black hat SEO, what's going on. Uh, we have unparalleled ranking power abilities in terms of our contacts for Black Hat and White Hat and our knowledge for White Hat and Black Hat SEO. And so test us, ask us questions, and we will answer. Today I'm going to be doing a site clinic for you guys. If you guys have sites you want me to do an SEO experiment, uh, not experiment, <laughs> I won't do any experiments on your sites. If you have a site you want me to uh, do an SEO, uh, really kind of mini SEO audit on, you want me to take a little bit of analysis and see what's going on with your site, by all means, put it in the chat. If you're watching this live on YouTube, the chat is on the right-hand side. Right-hand side over there. Maybe you'll see it over there. Uh, uh, over there, maybe. Yeah, I think. Let me see. I'll watch my playback and see if I got the right side. Um, and I did. <laughs> I got the right side. Good. So uh, ask your questions there. I put a few asterisks beside your, uh, your SEO questions so I can answer them. Uh, I'm sure Clint will join us shortly, or maybe he's gone. Who knows? Who knows what happens? Maybe the dinosaurs ate him. Maybe he's trapped in the desert here. Who knows? So um, before we get to that, though, I have a couple of things I got to talk about. The first segment in the show usually is what's new in SEO. I have a couple of things that are new in white hat SEO I want to talk about, which uh, connects directly to actually what uh, someone has already asked in the chat. Uh, John Mueller in a Hangout recently in November uh, reminded us that Google tries to understand a website as a whole. So John Mueller is a Google employee. For those of you who don't know, he's uh, one of the most popular Google employees. He does a, a, a SEO hangout every week, and uh, uh, pretty much every week. And he does leak some interesting stuff that is kind of interesting to think about and, and can shape your SEO game and probably should shape your SEO game a little bit. And so somebody in the chat asked, um, should they still be writing a blog? Our blog's good for 2018. What should they be doing? And he even mentioned that SEMrush gave him some kind of um, uh, feedback or information, perhaps for him, suggesting that a blog would be a good thing to do because all of his competitors are running blogs, so maybe he should too. This is like when you uh, had that argument with your parents and they said, if everyone else was jumping off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge? And just to be a jerk, you said yes. And they were like, bah, and they freaked out. Anyway, <laughs> enough of enough of my, my childhood. So um, here's my answer is that just because SEMrush is saying that people are running blogs and they're getting success that way doesn't mean you should uh, should try to do the same thing. In fact, uh, given the fact that a lot of your competitors are already running blogs, I'd say the blog space for your niche is already pretty much filled, isn't it? Uh, that could be a reason why not to run a blog. Uh, this leak from John Mueller actually very clearly kind of explains why it is you don't want to do that. Uh, because Google tries to understand the website, and I quote, as a whole. So if you only have 20 pages selling your product and 300 blog pages, Google is going to naturally assume, well, this is a blog site. I should be ranking them for information-related queries. Remember the sales funnel? It's also the search funnel, right? 
At the top, there's information queries. What are red apples? Then the middle is no-do queries where they want to know and maybe buy, like what are the best red apples? Maybe the credit card is close to being in hand. And then at the very laser end of the sales funnel slash the search funnel is buy red apples. They obviously want to purchase red apples. They have their credit card in hand. They have their credit card like this in hand. Actually, this is a magic card. It's not a credit card. But they have their credit. Imagine it was a credit card. They have their credit card in hand. Their credit card is called the into thin air card. And they are going to buy it right away. So this changes your SEO game entirely. It depends where you want to rank. It depends what products you have. It depends what your competitors have, right? If there's a lot of competitors at the info uh, stage, you might want to compete there a little bit, but it might be better to compete at the middle stage, the no-do stage, or the sales stage. So to answer the question, uh, uh, should you be running a blog? That's a very complex question that depends on your competition at all three levels, right? And, and what kind of product offerings you have and what kind of product offerings you have access to and whether that lends itself better to being at the info stage, the no-do stage, or the do stage, the buy stage. So it's kind of a deeper business decision that I can't answer for you on air. If you email me some, some details, video base, I could I could maybe help you out. But quite frankly, that also ties into, and I'll go into the rant hand segment. This ties into a rant that I often have, which is, uh, again, I think blogging is pretty much dead. I think it's been dead for a few years. Everybody has a blog. So the blogging space is taken up. Unless there's some really good reasons why you should be running a blog, like you're a photographer and you're a beautiful writer and you can do much better than these people, that, that tactic's kind of done. It's done to death. People do people run blogs, quite frankly, when they don't know what else to do. Um, it's not going to help you rank your sales pages. It's not going to bleed any juice off to the pages. Not really. Um, it's going to confuse Google into thinking you're an information site and not a sales site. If you want to get a bigger site, bigger sites do rank better. But if you want to get a bigger site, uh, you should hire Clint, Fuck. The, <laughs> who's been having trouble with his power. How you doing, Clint? I'm doing oh, better now. <laughs> better now? Is your power going on and off? Uh, yeah, I don't know what, what that was all about. When it, when it goes out, it takes out Comcast, and then it takes Comcast forever to reset. So I had it, then it goes out, and I had it, and it goes out, and now we're finally back. All right. <laughs> well, we know that if... if uh, if you if you leave suddenly, it's it's not what I said. Probably it's probably <laughs> the power. Maybe it's what I a little bit. It, 60 40, 60 40, Maybe forty yeah. percent what I said, sixty percent the power. Maybe it's because you have this cool calendar. Are you you have a Chinese calendar back there? Yeah, the wife got that. She got that in Korea. Uh, the last. Oh, time so it's a Korean there. calendar. Yep. Sweet. Um. So it, it's uh, Chinese New Year coming up, isn't it? I'm not sure. I don't. I don't follow the Chinese. Oh. I, uh, I like Chinese food. <laughs> I, I like sure. I like kung fu. I have, I have a black belt in two different kinds of kung fu, so I don't know, that's as Chinese as I get. So um, okay, so I just want to finish the point I was talking about. So the point I was making is that and now and again, Clint, now that you're here, you can just you're free to disagree if you like. But again, I don't like blogs. I don't think people should be really running blogs unless you're in a very uh, specific circumstance, like you you're the best writer in the world and everyone knows you or you're a great photographer and you can make a stellar blog because they're kind of done to death. And I don't think your blog pages are going to help your, your product pages rank. And it all depends on whether or not you even want to compete at the blog level. And this is kind of stemming off a, a leak that John Mueller recently reminded us that Google tries to understand the website as a whole. And so the entire, most of the site is a blog site. They're going to try to rank you for information queries. Because a guy asked John Mueller, um, uh, we, have, we're, we seem to be an information site. We have a huge blog. 
and we're not ranking for any product queries. And I see this all the time, right? Most blog sites that I get sent to audit aren't ranking for the sales queries they want to rank for. They're ranking for a bunch of blog queries. And John Mueller said, uh, he, he warned them. He, he, I'm paraphrasing. He basically said that, well, Google understands your site right now as a blog site. And you could delete that, but it's going to take a long time for us to, to realize, reprocess you and rethink about you and realize you're just a sales site. Uh, what, which is what he said. What do you think about that, uh, Clint? Are you a big proponent for blogs? I think John Mueller's an idiot. <laughs> One, <laughs> two. <laughs> okay, so in that scenario that you just told me, what that tells me is that they are creating blog posts, just kind of going willy-nilly with no tact and purpose whatsoever, um, and then that their interlinking was probably all jacked up that didn't link to their product pages in the first place. So. Uh, 99% of people that I see that are trying to do the whole blog thing are running into that. They're just writing because someone told them, hey, let's write every day or write consistent, consistently, whatever the hell that means, right. uh, to them. And then uh, you'll get re results, which is the uh, the white hat mantra. Create good content and people will link to you, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is not the case. So I use blogs. I use blogs on pretty much all of my sites, even if the site or the business is not going to, it's not, you know, realistically, a plumber is not going to blog. There's only so much that a plumber can blog about. But I use There's the blog. There's so much shit they can talk about. Wah, wah. <laughs> but it's not, that shouldn't stop you as an SEO if you want to rank for uh, Houston Plumber to go to YouTube and find a video about how to. You know, use a plunger in your toilet. Those simple things that people aren't typically going to pay for anyway, and use that to boost up the relevancy for plumbing to that Houston plumber page. Uh, so that's what I use blogs for when it doesn't, when it really just doesn't make sense to have a blog, quote unquote, a blog. And you would use that as a tactic to rank for long tail. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even honestly. If anyone, if no one went to the blog page, I don't. I wouldn't care. I, I'm showing Google that. I'm using the relevancy that we know of. Relevancy mm. works towards ranking, right? So, it, and it works on page with on on page links, internal links, as much as it works with external links. Mm -hmm. Why not create my own content? Anyone who's done outreach for a plumber knows that just people aren't going to link to a plumber page. Nope. <laughs> so, um, you got to leverage that on your on your own. And then there's some black hat stuff that I'm not going to share, but. Maybe I, I will, but let's just say that if you create your internal links, <laughs> internal links are filtering back um, some spam. I'm noticing that out. Don't go do this to your like money sites right now and think that it works and then <laughs> trash your stuff. But if you have this, the right thing set up, 301s and some stuff like that, you can send spam to your internal links direct to your money page uh, and it'll rank the money page. It'll kill that other page. Completely, you'll never rank that one. So don't make some outstanding super content, but uh, <laughs> try that out. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, test site. Don't do it on your money sites, please. Don't do it on a <laughs> test site. Yeah. Do do. Yeah. Do everything. Uh, try, try everything on a test site first. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that yeah. So that, that kind of reinforces my point, though, is that as you said, most people are doing blogging wrong. To do it right requires either really enhanced white hat knowledge or really enhanced black hat knowledge. Uh, and you, you're not really even trying to rank for the long tail. Again, the goal is to rank for the the, um, the the product sales queries, presumably, again, depending on where you want to compete in the sales slash search funnel. Um, yeah, if you're a travel site, then have a travel blog. Let's go for it. Like Google wants to see that kind of stuff. Your users want to see it, and then they're more likely to remember you when they buy your travel package. Um, 
It's possible. I mean, I just looked at a, I mean, a guy that we got a, a mini audit on this site contacted me for a full audit, which was great because the mini audits can only tell you so much and the full audits tell you so much more. Mm -hmm. And uh, he uh, was a home inspector and he had a home home inspection blog and the only pages that were ranking on his, on his site, like so many sites I see were like, you know, how, how to do, uh, you know, prices for Calgary home inspection, you know, he had a page about the prices for Calgary home inspection. It was ranking. And I'm like, no, that's not too bad because some people might see that and when they buy a house later, they'll, oh, they'll remember, oh, yeah, right. That, right. Uh, Dennis Began, he, he did home inspection. So I'll get him to do my home inspection. It, 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 they could come back. That could work that way. Or they're farther down in the funnel. They're closer to the buying points. But when the closer you get to the buying point, the less traffic you're going to get. Right. Yeah. You, 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 get, <laughs> sorry, you get 10 searches a month, but you convert like eight of them or nine of them or something like that. Yeah. Then who cares? <laughs> Yeah, if you're doing it right. So it depends on what your service is. If, you know, if your service, you only take 10 clients a month and that's all you need. So it, it, again, it all depends on the business. But I think the myth that, again, like you said, you should have this giant blog that it's like three, it's like three or four or 500% more pages than all the other pages. And you're writing consistently. It's not going to magically help you rank. And it, it's, there's many other SEO things you could do and probably should do before you decide to engage in a blog. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. You know, if you're going to do a blog, you have to do it consistently because one, your users are going to want to see it consistently. And two, it's just, you know, it's smart habit to get into. Um, but if you're just doing creating internal pages to create relevancy for your money pages, then, you know, write your three or four and knock it out and then don't worry about it. You don't have to promote them or anything like that. They're there for relevancy. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, more new stuff that's going on. Uh, Moz recently has mentioned that they're not doing their ranking factor survey. Uh, and then Rand Fishkin is going to put one out on his own. I thought that was an interesting kind of exchange. It's uh, obviously the, the, this is kind of an aside, but the, the, the culture between Moz and Rand Fishkin, which used to be like this is definitely going like this. And so, <laughs> I don't know, for people who have been in the industry for a long while, I thought that was kind of interesting, a little sad maybe. And last thing that was very interesting that I thought I'd mention is that John G and Andre leaked what AI, their uh, artificial intelligence they're working on next year. So John G and Andre is the, is the uh, CEO, C uh, the, chief uh, the chief engineering engineer, the chief engineer. He's, he's, the, he's the Scotty. He's the main guy. He, got, he's, he runs Google search, John G and Andre. He's not the CEO, but he, he's, he's the head, head of search at, uh, at uh, Google, and he was their head of AI. He still is. He's their head of AI and head of search. So if you have, ever have a question out there, I wonder if, if um, I wonder if if Google is going to be investing in AI. The answer is yes, because <laughs> the head of AI is the head of search. And he mentioned in a video a couple months ago, he leaked what what they're going to be working on for 2018. And I'll tell you what it was. He says the the, the three main projects they're going to be working on that, that he expects they'll have out in 2018 was that one, getting Google to understand videos like a human being, getting Google to understand web pages like a human being, so reading it, not just looking for keywords, and uh, fraud detection, quote unquote. So uh, I think he was talking about fraud detection in terms of financial fraud detection because, of course, Google is, is one of the lead companies in AI, if not the lead company in AI right now in the world. And they uh, are, you know, parsing out the, their AI uh, software and, and their, 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 their philosophies and technologies across the board to many different uh, verticals. So I think he was talking about financial fraud, but he could have been talking about any kind of fraud, voter fraud, perhaps even SEO fraud. 
if they can write uh, an AI to find fraud in, in finances, what's to stop them from, from writing an AI to find fraud in, in search engine optimization techniques? He said dot, 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 question mark to, to Clint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a lot. That's kind of hard to. Yeah, let's speculate wildly now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I thought it was interesting. I, I that Google's going to be able to, to do it. One, voter fraud, you know. And then two, financially, you know, that, that election made Google a lot of money. That election made Facebook a lot of money. It's it sure easy did. to say after the election cycle's over and you don't have to worry about it for four years. And that's plenty of time <laughs> for people to forget what happened last time. Right. Yes. Go, Look, we did all this great and wonderful stuff to fix it so that that can't happen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Just sign yeah. into your AdWords account here, Russia, and, and pay us in rupees or rubles or whatever you guys well, use. Yeah. Honestly, if you look at it from a Google's perspective, I can go, hey, I just stopped it so that people in Russia can't advertise or people in other countries can't advertise in the United States during the election period for election stuff. And we're monitoring that. And then Russia says, well, I just gave, you know, half a million dollars to Billy Joe Bob, who's running PPC for me in San Diego now. And I'm yeah. running my ads. So it's not going to be so easy for Google <laughs> to curb. Yeah, Google's not going to be able to stop it. Uh, a, they have they don't care. <laughs> B, yeah. they have no impetus to do so. Exactly. Uh, uh, C, they, they would have to use their semantic algorithms to detect the and and their sentiment sentiment analysis to detect the tone the, the the meaning of a message and the tone of a message, and then they're going to have to specifically make the decision that some political viewpoints are simply to be censored, which is another huge political and ethical quagmire. Yeah. Which you know, corporations have no business censoring any political or any method of speech whatsoever. Obviously, they can express their views. They can do it through their platforms. Get on it. That's what it's there for. But to silence other people just because you control a big button of traffic, then uh, you know, there's users will riot, and then well, maybe the Republicans will because we all know they're all Democrats, liberals. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that's a whole other show. I, I, I'm curious about what you mean by that, but I, I can't. Don't, don't ask. Don't ask, John. Okay. So, well, um, it is. so <laughs> going back to artificial intelligence, not the fake intelligence we have in, in politics. Um, uh, yeah, it's so interesting that Google's going to try and get, they're already there, I think, pretty close to being there to getting AI to understand videos and getting them to understand web pages. Um, I'd like to hear your opinion about that, Clint. I think that that even if they get Google to understand web pages like a human being, where it reads the page and it goes, okay, this page is about selling cars, whether or not it says selling cars anywhere on the page. I think cars, I think, I'm sorry, I think pages that say selling cars are still gonna outrank pages that don't say it, even though Google can now rank pages that don't say selling cars for the search query, selling cars. Yeah, I think it's going to be much of the same. They're going to understand what the on-page is better, which means that our on-page, what I've been saying all along is on-page is the most important. It's the foundation of your SEO campaign. It sucks. It's boring. I get it, but you got to do it. Um, they're going to know that, but how, they're not going to have a score uh, solely based on on-page alone to say what, which one is better quality over the other. I don't think AI is going to be able to know that. Um until it becomes Skynet time, and then you know <laughs> we'll have AI running everything. Um, so I think links are always going to matter. It's always going to be an important voting point, and then relevancy is going to carry on with that and traffic. Which you know, from everything that we've seen since the invention of Rank Spring, it's pretty much that's how it's been going.
ranks ranks brain. <laughs> I guess, as you can see, disclaimer: Clint is not a fan of the ranks brain. All right. So thank you very much. Now let's move on to the promised uh, uh, SEO audit section or the uh, uh, site clinic section. Let's see here what we have in the chat. Uh, I will put the live chat on and we'll see here. We got questions, blah, de, blah, de, blah, uh, do, 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 do. Uh, let me see where there's uh, finally a question that has anything to do with SEO. Oh yeah. Okay. So Kimberly asks us to uh, look at some website. I don't even know if I can pronounce this. How to cure plantar fasciitis or something like this. Dot org. Okay. So like I said, if you have any sites you want to take a look at, we will take a look at them. Uh, Kimberly Evans. Okay. Oh, how to cure plantar fasciitis. I'm I'm assuming this is some kind of uh, some kind of uh, foot foot disease, some kind of foot fungus or something. <laughs> Uh, so uh, let's give us give her our best 10,000, 40,000 foot view um, um, SEO clinic. If you have your own site you want us to look at, we would happily do so. Okay, so here's the site here. Uh, my first thing I would say is how to cure this, whatever this is. This obviously should be your main search query. Let's see if this is an H1. It should be. It is an H1. Good. That's fantastic. Um, the the title is how to cure plantar fasciitis. Uh, your 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 title definitely should be a little bit more clickbaity. It should be like you know, wow, top twenty ways to cure something like that. Um, how to cure is not as clickbaity as like wow, your top twenty ways or stuff like that, or your top five ways, or even even just wow, best cure for plantar fasciitis. Something I know you're trying to rank for how to cure plantar fasciitis, or if you're not, you should be. And forgive me if I'm mispronouncing what plantar fasciitis is, but uh, it should be a little more clickbaity, in my opinion. Let me just do a very quick little check here. So if I do site colon, just see how many pages you got here. Only 29 results. Uh, now, if I want to search what kind of competition you're looking at here. I want to see in quotations who is actually optimized for that query. I'll use my start 990 trick to get the actual amount. And there's a fair amount of these people. There's, there's 150 pages, 144 pages that have actually optim optimized for the search phrase, how to cure plantar fasciitis. So you do have a lot of competition. So that is uh, – yeah, Means you're gonna have to work on that. You're trying to rank just the homepage. Is that what you're going for? That's a really good term. It's Twenty-nine, yeah, two thousand nine hundred a month search volumes. Is that the page you want to rank? What was ringing for? Yeah, it looks like it. And if I fire up, uh, it has a featured snippet. So if you can get your featured featured snippet code in there. Uh, to get it working. If you don't know how to get feature snippet code, email me and I can uh, maybe share that link with you of how to, the proper way to do the code and to get, uh, to beat anyone else here as long as you're on page one or very close to the top of page two. I, uh, I, I don't see, I, for me, for SERP work says it's only 75 cents a click. 
least in Canada, maybe there's a, I don't know, a rule in Canada. You can't uh, optimize for that. But WebMD, of course, is where they took the feature snippet from. Uh, you're going to have to be dealing, you're dealing with, uh, this is a, your money or your life, a YMYL uh, query. You're going to have to be dealing with Myo Clinic, WebMD, uh, all these big websites you're going to have to be dealing with here uh, with millions of links uh, or thousands of links. Uh, I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, uh, Kimberly, <laughs> but this is going to be a pretty hard query to rank for PAs of, five, uh, of 50, 40. Uh, this is going to be difficult to, uh, to rank for. You might have more success if you go so far as to, uh, and you're an exact match domain, hitting uh, the same keywords, how to cure plantar fasciitis, how to cure plantar fasciitis, how to cure plantar fasciitis. Um, this is, might be a little difficult. I'm sure you're just kind of selling this uh, ebook. You might even just be a, a, an affiliate for this ebook. Um, so, so I, I, you're gonna. I'm afraid you're gonna have to up your game. I don't know, Clint. What do you think about having the exact match domain and hitting the same keywords? From my uh, from my testing, I know that is Clint frozen there. I think either Clint is really, really, uh, he's kind of frozen there. Maybe I don't know. Um, from uh, from my testing, my uh, uh, experiments, I know that EMDs rank better in general than uh, even uh, uh, subdomains and and uh, page names. But the problem with that is that Google gets very very picky about what EMDs are going to put there. It's almost impossible that they would put uh, EMD on a your money your life query. Quite frankly, um, again, Kimberly, I'm very sorry. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. <laughs> But I don't know how much luck you're going to have with this, with this uh, query. Clint, are you still there? Yeah, the internet's just going in and out right now. So. Oh, sorry, buddy. I'm, I'm looking at the um, her internal stuff, and her pages are all interlinked, which is great. But she's trying to rank her homepage, and none of her links that I can see, just scanning through, go to her homepage. So if you're trying to rank for the homepage for that term, then you need to use all your internal pages that you created. And make sure the first paragraph of every one of those articles links to your homepage. Uh, that's the first thing. Because she had it on page three, and then she lost some backlinks. Um, which, if she can get it up to page three with what she's doing already, then I think she's got a really good, in my opinion, I think she's got a really good chance. Um, one of the reasons my internet went out is because I'm running Cora at the same time for you. Um, just to see if I can make some recommendations off of that. So that's why it was... I got 250 gigabytes per second or megabytes per second, but clearly that's not enough. So <laughs> to run rank tracker software, Hangout, and Core at the same time. So. <laughs> it, you know, and, and, and broadcasting video at the same time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that could be a problem. Okay, so Kimberly, uh, yeah, uh, let me see here. Uh, here's a video base. I did actually an audit on video base last year. And as you can see in the chat there, he implemented my suggestions and rankings got much, much better, he says. Nice. Which is fantastic. Um, so let's take a look here at what he's got now. Uh, it's a video production company. Let me see here. In Dublin. 
So it's kind of a modern design. He's got kind of a, a flash uh, movie intro. Uh, uh, he's why videos. He's selling videos. I I kind of like this design. You've got your latest projects you've been working on. You got testimonials here. It's kind of a an infinite scroll. You're showing here that you've got you can do aerial photography as well. I think this uh, from a sales perspective. I'd have to look at your stats, but I think from a sales perspective, this is pretty good. Uh, in terms of uh, um, selling what it is you do, uh, it definitely uh, has a has a, an energy to it that's going to probably help you sell. Let's just take a, let's just go to the nuts and bolts here for a second. Let's just look at as far as Google's concerned, how many pages you got. A uh, very small site, sales based site. That's perfectly fine. You're probably trying to rank for video production company Dublin, so let's check to see. How many? Uh, how much competition you have? I bet you not a lot. I'll use the start equals nine ninety trick again to see how many pages are actually optimized for that. Only about seventy. Uh, Sixty pages are optimized for that. That's actually quite a lot. But a lot of it is probably going to be uh, garbage that has nothing to do with anything. So uh, a company sex video. Uh oh. That's uh, one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard of. <laughs> Who would, if you if you think of all the people you work with in your company, that's the last thing you want to see. Uh, okay, so, uh, and if I want to see here, what SerpWorks tells me, again, this is just .ca, you're going to be dealing with the map pack, so this is going to be some local SEO you're going to do. Obviously, for local SEO, you want as many reviews as possible, as positive as possible. You want to fill in your Google My Business with free parking. Uh, give them a, a answer, any kind of review, answer any kind of bad comment, trying to get rid of them. Uh, do whatever you need to do. Uh, uh, you want as many uh, reviews as possible, as positive as possible. So here you are ranking number two for a video production company, Dublin. That's fantastic. Uh, and you're right in line with uh, what your competitors have here. Uh, you've got the keywords on the page. That's good. <laughs> That's going to help you. Uh, your PA is 26. There's 51, 30, 26, 34, 23, uh, and one here. This is a new site. Uh, so this is all good, looking good stuff. So I'm glad you made those jumps, those bonuses after my audit from last year. So um, that's fantastic. Uh, I think things are looking pretty good. You could always make things a little bit better. Um, as I recall checking here, oh, well, I could have just done this uh, to help you out. In case CTR is a, a ranking factor, here, I'll click your link there for you. There you go, boom. Uh, video production company Dublin is your title. Again, that could be a little bit more sensational. Uh, it could be something along the lines of like, uh, you know, uh, uh, 2018's best video production company in Dublin or or uh, get you, uh, get the top video production company in Dublin. Something you can brag about would be fantastic. Uh, again, ne it never hurts to have your title to be a little bit more clickbaity. Uh, uh, Clint, did you, were you able to find anything you want to comment on this site while I was ram rambling off there? No, I didn't see anything. I, I agree with you on that fixing that H1 there for sure. It's, you know, obviously, that's your keyword, but you want to make it make sense for for someone when they're reading it. And right now, it's just video production company. That, well, so what? What's the purpose? Why do I care? Why am I going to read the next line? And right now, there's no reason to read the next line. 
Right. Even if you just leave that keyword to the very far left, because it that does in testing shows it does give a slight boost. Even if after that you would say something along the lines of, uh, you know, uh, uh, voted Dublin's number one company by so and so or whatever you can brag about, and you have nothing to brag about, get something to brag about, right? Like voted B Better Business Bureau's number one, or 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 shown videos shown more times, or whatever you can brag about after that to make them go ooh and click it. That's that's definitely what it is you want to do. Okay, so let me check here to see. I have another lover of my show, Bruno Lazaro, who always comes on here. Whenever I start critiquing the uh, the Webmaster Trends uh, top contributors, their little propaganda team there, uh, whenever I start uh, I start critiquing these folks, this guy, uh, or people like him, always start to come on. And he asks, and I'm actually going to ask his question on the live on air. He says, why do SEO specialists, ostensibly he's talking about Clint and I, why do SEO specialists brag so much about being able to rank other people's websites and yet they can't rank their own website? I don't have a website I'm trying to rank. Uh, and they're, uh, and so the reason why I, I can't do all these things is because I'm too busy ranking other people's websites. <laughs> That's why. It's like every web design company that has a terrible web design themselves but uh, but the they're they're doing really good web design for everybody else. The proof is in the pudding, buddy. Uh, like I said, uh, for every negative uh, review I get like this, I'll I can show five comments of people loving my videos, having uh, good success with my audits, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I think that's a, actually a good point. It's coming honestly. It's it's a legitimate question, honestly. That it is. clients should answer, and you should be if you're going to have an SEO agency, you should be prepared for that. Um, you know, I run digitalear.com, but I also uh, have, it's not my primary agency. My primary agency is kicking ass in, in, uh, in the SERPs, but uh, you're right. I just don't have, we don't have the time because you 30, 40 clients, you're managing that, you're managing the team. You don't have time to do your own SEO sometimes. And if it comes to doing your own or doing the clients, you're always going to do the clients unless you're an asshole, which in my case, it sounds like, or in Bruno's case, if he's asking that question and he's an SEO, then I guess he's an asshole. It sounds like he has high proficiency in assholeism. <laughs> exactly. So so hats off, Bruno. We we, we admit, we, we, we doff our caps. You are the bigger asshole here. <laughs> we, we, to be proud of you, sir. <laughs> your website. Bruno, why are you like a coward asking me questions? Anyone who doesn't like me gives me the thumbs down. Anyone who comes on here, the, the, the person running the Helena account, who always my girlfriend who always comes on here and has negative things to say, I challenge you motherfuckers to come onto the show and debate us like a, uh, someone with some courage uh, and actually have a, a friendly debate. Yeah. About about your views. Um, We're the smartest people in SEO, not by any means. There's plenty of people smarter than us. You know, you bring Mike and Brad on here, and they kick our asses every week that they show up. Um, but we're also smart enough to know that we don't know everything and we're not going to just berate you and come on to your show and talk shit in your chat like a little spineless bastard. You know, if you want to, we'll give you the live link now. You can come right on and talk to us. But, um, <laughs> that, that would be fantastic. <laughs> and I'm a black hat, so I can say all that stuff, Josh. <laughs> true. I have to be a nice white hat. That's what's done. <laughs> um, that's funny you say that because I was having this conversation with Mike the other day, and 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 um, someone gave him a similar comment, and and said, well, you know, why is risk mitigation your 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 number one SEO strategy? Shouldn't it be? He was asked, what is your number one SEO strategy? And he said, risk mitigation. And, uh, and and I agreed. I said risk mitigation. And, and, and they're like, well, why risk mitigation? I said, because 
our, our SEO knowledge, this was, this was in typing, our SEO knowledge not equal 100%, right? If you understand JavaScript, you know what I said. No SEO on 100% understands the, the, the ranking algorithms. If they say they do, they're delusional or they're bragging or they're just being facetious or something like that. Uh, you know, I have a good level of knowledge uh, from both experimental and down to the, the, all the all the all the rumors and all the contacts I have have even more knowledge. We're we're a team of SEOs, uh, and I, I quite frankly I challenge any other SEO to come on here. Uh, I, I, this is the last I'll say about this, and I'll move on. I'll challenge any SEO to come on here. I'll challenge any SEO agency to come on here. I'll challenge anybody to come on here and 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 ask us any questions they want. Uh, any SEO questions we can answer or we can get the answer. Uh, any, any we know what we're talking about here when it comes to SEO. And if you know what you're talking about, come on and share it. Why not highlight your knowledge and, and and put your face out there? Honestly, how long how long Josh has been since I actually put my face out there and you brought me onto the show and I started doing it? Um, Chase, you know him and I disagree, but that dude he goes out there and puts his face out there and does and does the right thing. John mm -hmm. Mueller, we don't like him, but he puts his face out there. It's a job, but he puts his face out there and does it yes. and makes statements. So. Um, you know, if you and disagree with, with a little bit, just a little bit of ire and <laughs> yelling at him and stuff like yeah, that. Exactly. So if, you know, if you're, you think you're so damn smart then put your face out there, we, we, we want the competition or we want people to come on and talk to us because, you know, everybody gets to learn from it. I'll gladly learn from anyone. If it's making me money, it's making my clients money. Then it, I'd be a dumbass to ignore your points of view. So yeah, for sure. That's my, um, <laughs> I, I could talk more about this cause it, it's kind of, it kind of keys in, and I'm not going to. Uh, it kind of keys into the the culture we're in. This kind of vicious social media culture where everyone just kind of like a coward has no balls to say anything in, 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 in anyone's face, but will gladly make vicious, vicious, mean girl style comments on social media. It really is quite disgusting, actually. But yeah, well, people will make comments on social media that if they did it in real life, would get punched in the face for. So yeah. That's, just, that's the way, you know, they think they're safe. But, you know, one day you're going to be walking around in the neighborhood and you're going to say <laughs> something on social to somebody. And this is a small world and you're going to get punched in the face. So <laughs> this is this is, a, this is a friendly warning that reminder, social media behavior is not appropriate in actual life. Yeah. <laughs> just in case you, you, you were just trying to forget that. Okay, moving on. Luciano Ribeiro asks, hey, Josh, recently doing audits on some websites in the web design area. I figured out having a lot of images appears to boost ranking. Period. Yeah, I seen that too when because I, I was working on uh, digital era and just kind of testing out some web design and ranking in my city um, because I like those projects. They're really easy for me. Um, having a lot of imagery works not only in the SEO phase but it also works in the um, the conversions because people are looking for something pretty. So if you show out the pretty stuff, it, it kind of works, which in turn um does your on-page metric stuff that google track and the bounce rate and all that other madness so um so that's one thing that does it and also if you do a analysis of their anchor text you'll be surprised about something um and, and see how much is exact match anchor and where those are coming from and what google thinks that those are appropriate for web designs so check that out yeah um it's it's kind of an interesting issue because John Mueller, speaking of John Mueller, he gets asked this question quite often. You know, I'm a web design company and I put designed by so-and-so web design company in the footer all the time. Should I be doing this? And, you know, he says, no, you shouldn't be doing it. But quite frankly, you know, it makes perfect sense to put a, a link like that at the bottom of, of web pages that you design. 
I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And if you happen to get in trouble by the manual team, just say, hey, well, look it. Fine. Then, then discredit them all. Why are you giving me a manual action for this? That'd be a manual action I think you get out of pretty quickly. Yeah. I think so, too. I, you know, we Ted, he's actually running tests right now. He's actually doing a couple pages for me, uh, seeing what site-wide footers do. And he's got data that shows that th those are awesome. And I've looked at 50 cities for web design terms, looking at the top 100 sites. Not using Coro. Actually, I had to go through and actually look at them using Ahrefs. Mm. Uh, and you'll be surprised at the anchor text mix that everyone tells us is bad. Even I know that for a lot, most of the keywords is bad, but in web design, you can do exact Mac anchor up to 35% in some cities and get away with it. So evidently because they're ranking there. Yeah. You, you know, it's, <laughs> it's again, it's, it's risk mitigation versus what everyone else is doing, which is how far you want to push it versus what, uh, what is all your other SEO based on? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have webdesign.com. I don't know. It starts to get pretty specific, pretty spammy, but, um, Kimberly Evans asks here, do you guys use event tracking for bounce rate? Yes, Kimberly, I certainly do. And in fact, today, uh, this, the Hangout's kind of slow today. You guys can put more uh, uh, sites in the chat that he wants to take a look at it. Ask us more SEO questions. Yeah, this is supposed to be a show about SEO, not a show about mean girls who come on here. And, these and, are great. And, I'm all pumped up now. Let's go. Let's go. We need Bruno to show up every week. Ask us more SEO questions. Give us more sites to look at in the chat here. We, we want to help you guys out more. We want to give you more information. Uh, let me help you guys out with something else here. Let me find it first in my uh, 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 notes here. Okay, while you're doing that, I'll ask, answer the metadata question because that's sure. an easy one. Uh, on your site, I, I rip all the XF off of my website so for the page speed. And Google, your schema should be telling where the addresses are, and et cetera. And that's the purpose of keeping the metadata in your images on Photoshop. So what I do as a standard practice is we create the image. We add all the excess and the IFP, uh, IPTC data to it, which is, is the name, address, phone number, website, all your keywords. You can put all of that crap inside of your JPEGs. And then we upload it to our sites. Our sites strip it out with WP Smoosh Pro. Uh, and then we take those same images and put them on Google Photos, uh, Google Plus, uh, Flickr, any other place that does not strip the EXIF data out or lets you geotag it. And that's where you're going to get the value of doing that. So it's a yes, no answer for your, for video base. It's yes, uh, do it. But no, you don't want that on your website because that's not giving you any value. It's the third party links to your site from that data that's doing it. Okay, so to answer, thank you very much, Clint. To answer Kimberly's question, let me share with you. I've never shared this before, uh, just globally, so I'll share with you guys. Uh, it's kind of a slow day, so I'll share with you guys. Here is an actual shot here of my uh, email. Uh, here is uh, what I would use to do advanced title page panda tracking. Here's the problem with Google Analytics, not Tag Manager. Tag Manager, you have to do something different. This is for the old style Google Analytics. Uh, what you want to, uh, the problem with that is that it does not track uh, one page visits. If you ever looked in your Google Analytics and saw time on page of 0000000, 000, 000, 000, and you're like, how does that happen? How does it zero seconds? That's because Google did not get another firing of the GA function, which is the actual JavaScript that uh, fires Google Analytics. That's why it's called, it's called GA. That tells them it fired at once at 14 minutes and it fired again at 16 minutes. And they do the math and they say, oh, he was there for two minutes. 
So that's why you have to get GA in old school Google Analytics. You have to get it to fire every 10 or five seconds or so, so you can get a, a rough estimate now of one page visits. So here's the code you would actually use. Uh, you, you would use this line here, set in, there's a, a JavaScript method, set interval, and you would pass it GA, send event. I would do five seconds and I would set it at 5,000 milliseconds, which will set it for five seconds. I will put this actual line. All you have to do is copy. If you're using their old school Google Analytics, all you have to do is copy and paste this JavaScript line into the bottom of your JavaScript code right before when it says script. I will put this in the chat. Let's make sure that it pastes the quotations properly. With There's not a font problem. I will put it here in the uh, description. Uh, sadly, I can't edit the description. JS code I was talking about. Here it is in the description. Just make sure it pastes properly. It might not. And then I will go back to viewing this in the watch page. Here we go. Good. So um, one other thing I'll, I'll tell you now, if you put this code in, I will warn you, though, um, it's going to change around your bounce rate. Your bounce rate is going to get messed around. What's going to happen is that your bounce rate is now going to be a factor of who bounced before five seconds. So if you if you leave it at 5,000 milliseconds, which is five seconds, right? Because it's 1,000 milliseconds in, in a second. Or you can change that to 10, you can change it to 15, whatever you like. I like five because I like to keep it pretty, pretty quick so I get better stats on who stayed and how long they stayed. So, but if you do that and your bounce rate is suddenly going to plummet from like 70% to like 7%. That means 7% of people on, on average on your site bounce before five seconds elapse. That actually is not a great stat, right? A great stat, you don't want 7% of people bouncing before five seconds is even passed on your site. If you see that, if you, it asks you after you install that set interval code and, and your bounce rate drops from like 70% to like 15%, that means 15% of people bounced on average before five seconds passed. Do you honestly think and remember, that JavaScript code is loading in the head section. So that is processing before they even paint the document object model, right? That's loading before the, the page even renders. So do you honestly think, so that's long before the user starts playing with it. Do you honestly think the two seconds they were able to see it, they were able to answer their question? So that starts to tell you a, a very valid and a very important quality problem with your site. That if they're bounce, if you have like 15% bounce rate before five seconds, that's a huge issue. So just keep in mind, if you paste that set interval code in and start using it in the old school Google Analytics, I have a different code for Google Tag Manager. Email me and I'll get you the code for Google Tag Manager. Uh, this is for old school Google Analytics. When you paste that in, now your numbers are all going to change. Your time on page is going to change drastically. You're going to be why? Because now we're tracking one page visits where we were not tracking them before. That's the great thing. One, two, now it's going to be your bounce rate in Google Analytics is going to be a factor of who bounces before five seconds. You never really wanted to use your bounce rate out of Google Analytics anyway. Always what you wanted to do was go to user flow and check the drop-off rate and see who is dropping off your pages and leaving the site and at what stage in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in their browsing experience, index page, category page, product page, see the drop-off rate in all of those and then make a calculation about what pages you need to start fixing to retain your traffic. So yeah, there's a code in uh, Google Tag Manager that does that as well. And I'll yes. add on to what you said specifically for the time. I use this, I used to use the old code, now I use Tag Manager to do the same thing. 
but what we do instead is we get actual people to go, hey, go to the website. This is what the purpose of the website is. I want you to go through the purpose and see how long it takes them to actually uh, figure it out. So in my on my site, it's 30 seconds that you should be clicking something. You should, if I got your attention for at least 30 seconds, then you're good. If you didn't, then you bounced. Um, so mine is set for 30, and you should do that with yours. I think having it at five, in my in my opinion, is really low because that's you're not going to get any intelligence out of that. Well, what I love about that is that I don't know about Google Tag Manager, but old school Google Analytics, if you have an event firing, they will automatically update the time on page. So I can just natively out of the box once I have that code installed, I can go to User Flow in Google Analytics, and I can write, I can click on the. Here, I'll show you here. Let me show you. Why not give a, a Google Analytics tutorial? <laughs> this is one of the most underused and best features in Google Analytics for SEO, for your sales, for everything. I'm about to completely blow your mind if you've never seen this. Uh, let me see. Let me go to all accounts. Let me just pick a, a website here. What website should I show you? Let me show you this one. Do I still have access to this site? This is a very old client. Is this site getting any traffic? Audience overview. Nope. <laughs> I don't think this site is getting any traffic. Okay, Clint, talk about something while I try and find a website I could show. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you know SEO your own sites? Wrong with you. <laughs> I have too many clients here I'm looking at right now. I wouldn't show client sites either. I'd never do that. So. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to find one here that's not going to be a problem. Um, the I do this in Tag Manager. Kimberly said there's a Stephanie Hommel for Tag Manager, a listener code. You could try it. Uh, I did it when Tag Manager was brand new and there was more intuitive features inside of there. Google stripped some things out uh, and then added more stuff. So that thing, that tool changed dramatically from the time that I got certified in it to the time of it to now. Um, so you just got to play with it and find the current updated tutorial. Um, and then once you get it done the first time, you can actually copy those for every site. So you can make one set inside a tag manager that does um, all your schema and it does your conversion tracking and sets up your conversion pixels and all that stuff. And then if you are using that same data or that same setup, those same pixels, et cetera, uh, on different sites and stuff, you just duplicate that in Tag Manager, and you can use that in as many sites as you want. So um, that's another good feature. Uh, okay, so here's a website with a, little, a small amount of traffic that I could show you. Uh, they get 10,000 users a month, or no, a week, sorry. So it's not a lot of traffic. Uh, I, I work on much bigger sites typically, but 10,000 users a week is pretty darn good for this vertical. I won't mention what it is. Uh, what I'm talking about here is user flow. Uh, you click on user flow, and here, this is the most underutilized and probably the best thing in Google Analytics period. You can see where all the traffic is coming on first off, and you can see where they go to. And look, they have a blog, <laughs> and all this traffic is going to a blog. But where do they go after the blog? Uh, they barely go anywhere from 3,000 people to the blog. It's like <laughs> we have like 200 people going on to the rest of the site. This is probably why I told them to get rid of the blog. And this is why uh, blogs are not used for SEO in this way. Blogs are used to filter link juice, as Clint expertly mentioned, if you know what you're doing. 
Uh, anyway, so this is what I, what you would do. Now that the set interval code is is loaded, I can uh, go to group details, and this is an actual the actual time on page for these pages, and I can see what the drop off rate is. So right away, now because it's a blog, in this case, this is a bad example because you would expect most people to be leaving. You would hope they wouldn't. You would hope they stay on your site and buy something, but in this case, they're they're getting they're they're getting the proper maintenance of the Rolex watch. And then they're leaving, right? And uh, so these people are paying thousands of dollars a month to educate the world for free with absolutely almost no value whatsoever because some SEO guy told him five years ago to do this, despite my telling him to stop. It's almost like they had a video show every week. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but uh, what's not so good is that the average time, now, this is a real average time now of how long people stayed on average on these pages. 36 seconds is not great. Uh, you know, to find out what the proper maintenance of Rolex was. This really long enough to to learn? I'm not sure. I could also go here to the index page, the sales pages. The, the average they stay 55 seconds on average. That's not too too bad. The drop off rate for the index page is pretty good. It's only 40 percent. Although that's terrible. Like you don't want out of 10 people who walk up to your store, you don't want. Um, I'll make this a little bit bigger. Maybe it's easier to see. You don't want four people out of 10 who walk up to your brick and mortar store to look in the window and go, ooh, this place is ugly and turn around and get back in the car. You do not want that, right? But that's exactly what these guys got here on the index page. Uh, but if I keep on looking, 31% uh, drop off on Rolex watches on a sales page, it's not too, too bad. Uh, product pages, uh oh, but the product pages start telling a different story. Look at the high drop off rate and a relatively low time one minute's not too bad. I, I usually see worse than that. But for a product page, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. A minute, yeah, to sell them, but this is a really high drop-off rate. This is not that tells me their copywriting sucks. Yeah, there's there's uh, and let me see here. Um shop. Where's their thank you page? There's no shopping cart. <laughs> I don't see shopping cart in here. I don't see thank you page in here. Uh, I should see the thank you page for making purchases show up in here by the second or third interaction. I'm not seeing that either. So this is a great tool to use. To at a, at a glance, I can tell you how healthy this website is and how well they're doing, and we can zero in on sales problems and SEO problems rather quickly just by using that one little tool. And if you've got that set interval code installed on the old uh, Google Analytics, uh, it'll give you in that screen it'll give you the real time on page and not the time on page excluding one page visits. So, let's see. Do we have any other questions here that people want to talk about? One oh. more. No, lazy it's a lazy, kind of a lazy day. All <laughs> right, so that's fantastic. That's the show for today. I want to uh, thank Clint for fighting his power problems to come here and uh, <laughs> and discuss white hat versus black hat SEO. Uh, I would like to thank everyone for watching. If you have any other SEO questions, by all means, send them to me uh, at joshbashinsky at gmail.com. You can also follow me on, on Twitter at joshbashinsky. And you can watch more videos like this where we give leaks, we give experience, we give tips, we give tutorials, we give tap tactics. Uh, and anything SEO that you would possibly want to see at youtube.com slash jbashins, J-B-A-C-H-Y-N-S. Uh, Clint, do you have any final words today? No, I just want to, you know, again, reiterate, if you have knowledge or you think ours sucks, then come on and, and have a, you know, legitimate conversation about it. Maybe we'll <laughs> learn something. I want to learn something, you know, um, and if we partake some of our knowledge to you guys or you partake it to us, then let's go for it. There's no reason that, you know, we can have 10 people on here debating something. I think that would be cool. So Josh Indeed. and I can talk to each other until the 
blue in the face we eventually <laughs> come on yeah <laughs> yeah and in the in the fa in the past we really have had quite a lot of uh of people on here uh kimberly asked clint could you tell me how to do how to create pbns maybe you could do a pbm special next week uh you know i don't like showing how i do that because then everyone does it that way and then <laughs> then google finds it <laughs> um but the short reader's digest version is make a real website find a good domain make a real website out of it um, don't go lazy and don't use the wayback machine and recreate the websites but you know you can find expired domains and recreate that content present it in a better way update it and make a real website and now you have a real pbn that people are going to like and enjoy as well so that's the that's the Coles notes version. I don't know. I'll work, Kimberly. I'll work on him. I'll work on him for you. I'll, I'll try and twist his, his rather meaty large arm, and uh, and and get him to maybe give us maybe a little bit of a presentation how to do it. He can he can leave out some of the really juicy bits, but maybe give us something of an idea. Okay, so I'll work on it, Kimberly. Don't worry. Uh, and you you email him too, and maybe you can work on him. He seemed like a nice person. So um, and you could tell us how to properly pronounce. Facitis or whatever, whatever that thing was you were doing with your website. So again, this has been the White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks for all the questions, guys. Tune in next week at either noon or around 1 p.m. where uh, we will have another SEO show with more SEO goodies for you, uh, with with SEO guests and all kinds of SEO knowledge. Uh, SEMrush recently put out a new feature which looks really, really cool for local SEO. So I'm going to get SEMrush uh, back on the show at some point. And we get to see uh, we get to see some of that stuff too, uh, and uh, as I always say every week, good luck in the SERP. So see you guys later, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone.